0: guys ready to start praising? Yeah, good morning. Let's all stand up and we'll start to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. say good morning to someone around you, welcome them if you haven't seen them before. I'm so glad to see everyone here. Some of you I haven't seen for a while. Glad to see you guys are all here this morning. I wanted to make sure that you guys are aware that we have prayer cards on the chairs for you guys to fill out. We want to give you enough time to put them in the offering. Or if that's not enough time, give it to me after the service. But we want to make sure that you guys know we pray over those. This is our third week in collecting them. We will pray over them for 30 days. And then if we need to pray longer, we will. But they have been prayed over every single day. I have hand-delivered them myself to staff meeting, to different meetings that we pray over them. If they are private, we keep them private. We want you to know you can trust us with that. But we want to pray for you. It's an honor for us to take things to Jesus' feet on your behalf. So feel free to send those out. Last week, we got twice as much as we got the week before. So um, it's exciting to pray for people. So I wanted to remind you of that. I also wanted to just read this to you. Matthew 7, 7 says, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find it. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So right there. There you go. He says to keep asking. So we're going to keep doing that. Let's pray and welcome him in this morning. Will you pray with me? Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being here this morning. We want your Holy Spirit to feel welcome here today, Jesus. So you just come on in, take over this place. We have been praying over it all morning, all week. And Lord, we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep calling you down. We want you to be the welcome guest here. So help us to set everything aside that's on our minds, Help us to focus on you, Lord. Help us to remember that you're the reason we're here, that it's an honor that we get to gather in one place together. Here are your soldiers, Lord. They're coming in from the battlefield, and they're going to get all geared up again to go back out. So, Lord, I pray that we will honor you with our praises this morning, that our worship will be pleasing to you and a sweet fragrance. So, would you take over, take over this whole time together, Lord? Let us love on each other the way that you love on us, Lord. And I pray that we'll be teachable and moldable. And all God's people said, Amen. Let's keep worshiping.
1: All throughout my
0: history. Your faithfulness has walked beside me The winter storms make way for spring In every season
2: from where I'm standing
0: Pretty odd. It's amazing to think of how God loves us. Sometimes we have moments in our lives that are tough seasons and we don't necessarily feel it. He seems a little absent. Has anyone ever gone through that? Where you're just kind of like, where are you, Lord? You ever felt that before? It's kind of a hard place to be. But you know what? He loves you. And he chases you down. And he will find you even if you're trying to hide. He knows where you're at. He knows every hair on your head. They're all counted. Even if they fall out, they're still counted. (laughs) And he loves you that much. And it's pretty amazing to know that he knows you that personally, that intimate. And there's not a problem that he doesn't have an answer to. And there's not a problem that he's not working on when he's quiet. That's when he wants us to trust him and to believe what his word says. And his word is true. It is the truth. He never, ever fails. I can't say that myself. I failed a lot. But he is good. And he will come through no matter what. No matter what the trial is, he's got a plan. He's going to bring that plan forth. We just have to sit and wait. But during that time, if you're in one of those seasons, I want to encourage you to chase him. Even if you're tired and weary, chase him down because he is waiting and he's working. And even if it's still quiet, just trust him because he'll be there. We have so much to look forward to with him. I think that this next song that we'll do We haven't done it here before, but I bet you every single one of you know it. And I bet you'll be singing it out from the depths of you because all of us can relate to it in some way. And I bet I don't even have to tell you what it is. Are you curious? (laughs) Well, it's one way that we can certainly worship him and look forward to what his promises are. Jesus we can only imagine what that's going to be like we've all had people go before us that are already experiencing you and Lord we know it's coming but father in the meantime while we wait would you light our hearts on fire so we take as many people with us as we can get So, so many people know you Lord such a loving father we are grateful to stand in your presence and lord we thank you for giving us hope and a future and eternity god settle our spirits down now get us into a place where we are just ready for your word Ready for what it is you want to teach us today and what you want to say to us. Lord, let us just soak you up and wait on you. We love you, Jesus. Everyone say, We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We ask this in your precious, holy, wonderful name. Jesus amen you guys can go ahead and have a seat and we have a video on VBS whoa
2: hello WLC kids it's so great to see you I don't know about you but I'm so excited for VBS coming up August 2nd and August 5th it's gonna be a great time Where you can go to register is at wlcchurch.com backslash VBS. There you'll get all the information that you need to know, plus the registration form that you can fill out. If you fill it out by July 10th, you will be able to get an awesome treasure of a prize. Let's see if we can find some of that amazing treasure. I think I found it. This is where we are going to learn treasure and how you are being priceless to God. Get ready, because pretty soon, it's coming up.
3: I'm just amazed at how many characters Mackenzie can play. She finished. I'm sitting there. I think I better go up on the platform. want to point out um, the baby bottles and to, you know, somebody said, are these mine? No, they're not mine. These are to be filled with money to going to a great cause in our community. So I just want to remind you of that. I also want to remind you of the prayer request. should be on your seat somewhere in the aisle. And in addition, and we'll get to this one in a few minutes, Zuni needs. Now, you're going to have to read it to understand what is Zuni. want to welcome you. Today, I had the pleasure of meeting several people from Georgia. And uh, what was that? Somebody said, whoa, where are they? Oh, there they are, right back there. Would you, would you mind standing? Are you going to stand, or are you embarrassed for being from Georgia? Let's give them another hand. Welcome. Welcome. At this time, we'd like to dismiss the children. And Jack is going to come up to lead the offering blessing, and during that time, during that time, if you have your prayer request cards, put that in, please. Jack?
4: Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today with our tithes and offerings, uh, not knowing what you're going to be able to do with them, but we know that you're going to do amazing things through them, and we pray that you would... Bless our offerings and tithes and tithe through this time and use them to glorify your kingdom. Amen.
3: Now there's going to be a video for you.
4: The youth group's going to be making another trip to Zuni Nation and to Gallup, New Mexico at the end of the summer, July 29th through August 2nd. We could use your help. You can help in one of three ways. One, please pray for this trip. Pray that it can be impactful helpful and that God will move in a mighty way in the lives of our youth the lives of those we'll be connecting with in Zuni. Two, you can help with sponsoring a teen to go. It's around $200 for a teen to go and if you can even just help out with a part of that, that could go a long way with helping this trip. Finally, we're going to start a drive for the needs of the people of Zuni and for those at the Manuelitos Children's Home in Gallup. These are needs that aren't covered by government assistance. And in addition to the clothing that we will be bringing, here's a list of the items that are needed by those that live there. Feel free to take your phone out, take a picture of this list, and bring these items back to the church when you can. There will be a tub for them in the foyer whenever you can drop them off. It will go far to help those that live there. Thank you.
5: Good morning, church. It's good to see you today. I'm going to ask you this morning uh, to turn to Philippians chapter 2. We're actually going to be going into a little bit of a different direction this morning in Philippians. Uh, And I'm going to start with a word of prayer as you're firing up your tablet or whatever you're doing to get there this morning. Lord, we thank you today for your goodness and your grace. I thank you, God, for your church. I thank you, Lord, for Uh, Just your blessings. And I thank you for this opportunity to once again hear from you, to hear your word, to hear your truth spoken. And I pray, God, that you will be with each individual here. I pray, God, your great blessings upon them. I pray, God, that you will just uh, use this day uh, for your purposes. And we pray these things in your name. And together we say in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, today, uh, in Philippians 2, uh, we kind of uh, are encountering with, uh, with Paul something a little bit different than we normally would expect, and, and number one, this book of the Bible, actually the letter I should say, is considered by most, it's called the joy letter, and so many will say, well, this is a, this is a letter of joy, but here's the thing that's interesting behind the scenes, which you may not realize, is that Paul is actually writing this letter from prison. And yet, this is known as his his letter of joy. He writes to this church in Philippi, and and, and Philippi was a very well-known city, uh, actually the father of Alexander the Great. His name was Philip II. He named this town after himself. And so it was a well-known um, it had city with clout, a commercial hub, and people there had, uh, they had influence. They knew their way around. And, uh, and so here is Paul, from prison, writing a letter of joy, but more so than that, a letter of unity to the church. You see, in this letter, he addresses the fact that there are divisions and there are and there are hurts and there is disunity and 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 he begins to speak to them and and he speaks with them in love. He, he loves the churches that he has begun and started and and uh, and he's telling them simply this: focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Keep your focus exactly where it needs to be. And and, and he's reminding them that the only way that you can truly have focus on Jesus in your life is through humility. Lay down the agendas. Lay down your need for power. Lay down your need for your way and humble yourself before whoever God has placed in leadership, and before Jesus himself, and love one another. I came across a, a short video years ago, and I've done what is called a refocus process in, in a couple of different churches. and. I, I watched this video and I thought I don't have I have no clue who put this video together, but I wondered did they read you know either Peter's letters or maybe Paul's letters because here's the thing is, is especially with this one is this video that I'm about to let you watch with me it describes sometimes what happens when we uh, when we are just in it. For ourselves. Let's watch this together.
2: Hee, <laughs> hee,
5: You may ask yourself, what in the world would this have to do with Paul's letter to Philippi? But there's more to it than you might imagine. And today, I I think to myself as I'm, I'm thinking about that, without Jesus, church, without Jesus, we're just playing a game. Let me just say that again. Without Jesus, we're just playing a game. Amen? And so I, I look at this and I remember thinking when I was at my first uh, church, the church where I did my first refocus that we, we had so many things that had to be done and so many th- challenges and so many different moves and, and so many different, and I, I remember through that process, the focus had to be on Jesus. The good and through the bad. Philippians chapter two, he's speaking to them, and and there are some power brokers, and there are situations that are happening within the church that he is just concerned about. Even from prison, where he has so much pressure and so much hurt and pain upon him, he's still concerned about the church, and and he it starts in chapter two, verse one, and and I don't know about the heading in your Bible, but mine says imitating Christ's humility. And this is one of those chapters that I always stand in awe of. Um, But verse 1 says this, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In the body of Christ, and by the way, that is a term that is given to us by Scripture, uh, that we are, we are the body of Christ. Yes, we're part of you know, a larger body, a denomination, but that denomination is part of an even larger body of all Christians, all denominations, all churches around the world that claim Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We are a part of that church. And so today, as he is speaking to them, and, he's, and I believe he's speaking to us as well, Paul is, that he is saying to us today th- these words, that you know what? As you find yourself in the body of Christ, understand that the way that you treat one another matters. I have been uh, told at times, well, you know, and you've probably been there, you know, where where you've just had something that's happened in your life or maybe it's something that's reoccurring and it just continues and and, and it's just a, well, Paul called his a thorn in the flesh. We don't know what that was. We don't know if it was a person or if it was an illness or whatever that might be, but it continually was there. And one individual shared with me at one point, uh, he said, you know, isn't it interesting how we can focus on one hurt when, you know, there's so many other things, good things that are happening. Why would, why would, why do we focus on that one hurt or that one pain? And, and, and maybe you felt that way in your life at times. There's been a pain or a hurt or a, or just a struggle. And you just, you know, you just don't seem to be able to move beyond. I prayed about that and thought about it and, and, uh, and and I I realize the answer is found in in Scripture. The body of Christ is like this; it, it's joined together just like you and I. The Christ is the head, but the body—you know—it's fingers and and legs and toes and 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 everything in between, a mouth and eyes and ears and 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 for this individual. Well, maybe I could have one of you come up. And if I had a hammer here today, I would just ask you, would you put your hand here and I can just smash your pinky? <laughs> Let me just smash your pinky. And now, after your pinky is smashed, you're probably going to have a little bit of a physical reaction, right? <laughs> you, you probably have done that before. Maybe it wasn't your pinky. Maybe it was your thumb or whatever else. But uh, and, and then after you have that physical reaction, for some reason, even though 99% of the rest of the body is fine, it's healthy, where's your focus going to be? Ouch. <laughs> yeah. And let's say, you know, I like, have you come back next month and you're starting to feel better and your, your mind is getting clearer and all of a sudden, wham, I hit the same thing. Pink- now, besides you wanting to punch me, you're probably you am punching me. Um, besides that, uh, here it goes again. Maybe once a month, once every other week, once a week. It's hard for you to focus on the health because when one bo- part of the body hurts, Scripture says it hurts the whole body. Now, I've often read, maybe like you, I've often read that kind of like this. Well, if one part of the body is like maybe they've, they've lost a loved one or maybe one part of the body is, is you know, uh, they, they're struggling with an illness or something like that, maybe what the issue is and what the meaning of that is is when one part of the body, we all feel bad for them, and that's true, that's part of it. But when one part of the body is also toxic or if one part of the body is, 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 is ill in, in, in a way that is just... Uh, toxic and tough on the rest, it hobbles the body. when I was in Ainsworth, Nebraska, I was taught after having a, a, a uh, oh a cattle drive and uh, spent way too long in the saddle that day for someone who almost had never been in the saddle before and uh, hurt quite bad and I didn't hardly have the strength as I got out of that saddle to take that horse in the reins and to put it around the, you know, the, the fence line that we were, everybody else was. I was still pretty sore. And I remember my friend, Donnie, he came over to me and he had these things and they looked almost like, uh, they almost look like handcuffs. And they were in the figure eight, but they were made of leather. And and I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I, I wasn't that bad on the drive, was I? You know, and uh, and so he kneeled down at the front of that horse, and just above the horse's hooves, he put this, and it's called a a hobbler. It, it, he, he said, I'm hobbling the horse, and and he said, just let the let the reins go. And sure enough, this powerful horse, and I mean, I knew it was powerful because at one point it kicked a tin can while we were going up a dirt road, and good thing I had my hand on the horn of that saddle because I would have been 10 feet behind it like that. (laughs) But this powerful beast couldn't do anything. It was hobbled. It it would just kind of lope at the best, you know, along, around. And when one part of the body... Hurts when one part of the body is toxic. It hobbles the whole body. I thought it was interesting when we were watching that film. How it, it, he, he, he went through all the drama and all of the ups and downs of this this time together. But what did it mean at the end? Well, when you're playing a game with yourself, it's meaningless in the end. But when you have Jesus as the center, oh, it's sweet, it's beautiful, it's good. And that's what the church is and is meant to be and will be because God's purposes always prevail no matter what. God's purposes prevail. But sure enough, you know, pain does drain us. And, and, uh, and so we, we think of those things and we go on and we read in verse 5 of chapter 2, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. I stand in awe of that portion of scripture, I've read this portion of scripture over and over um, throughout my 22 years of ministry. I don't know why, but it, it, it continues to just rise to the top for me. And, uh, and I'm amazed and I'm in awe that we serve a God who is so awesome that he would lay everything down, everything down for you. He didn't have to. He, he could have been the type of God that said, you know what, um, karma's going to rule here. And whatever you do, it's going to come back to you. He could have been the type of God who would have said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to just wait until the moment you make a mistake and I'm going to zap you. But that's not the God we serve. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> we are so th- because here's the thing, that grace is more powerful than karma. Grace trumps karma. Grace trumps human systems. Grace trumps all the hurt and all the pain. Grace is greater than all this world's sin. We serve a great God. And I read this and I think to myself, I am so indebted to God. I'm so indebted to him. I don't want to play games. I want it to all be about Jesus. Here's a interesting thing as we continue forward there. It says in verse 9, therefore. And whenever you read the word therefore, I was taught that in the Bible, you need to ask yourself, what is it there for? <laughs> and, and so that it says, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is. Is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And here's what Paul is trying to get across to me and to every one of you it's not about me and it's not about you, it's about moving forward with the cross of Christ ahead, it's about Him. So in humility, and, and literally in humility, Paul sits in a prison cell and writes to the church that is on the verge of a major, a major split or a major pain or a major struggle or whatever. And he's saying to them, get your focus where it needs to be. Keep it on Jesus. Jesus. And the thing that I love about Paul here too is, you know, he's writing from prison, we understand that, but he doesn't care about the focus being on him. As a matter of fact, if you read this whole letter, he continually points to Jesus Christ. He's very, at this time in his life, more mature in his ministry, and he is thinking in the context of what does it take to keep the church moving forward? Because here's the thing, just as our district superintendent said last week, there's no plan B, the church is the plan. The church is the plan to bring salvation to this world in the name of Jesus Christ. We are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And though your pastor can't do it all, that's why we have what is called the body of Christ. We are all part. And boy, when the body is working in harmony, and when it's working in tandem and just doing great things, it's an amazing, amazing organization. I've seen it. I, I love it. And, and I've seen uh, the other side as well. In a church where we went through the refocus process, it was so tough, and it was so painful. And there was a group, and it's just usually, you know, always, always, just a few, just a couple or so. And, and so with this group, they, they were just so upset, and they called headquarters on me. They called the district superintendent on me. And they, they, uh, they actually had a meeting, and our district superintendent came in, and, and they said, and they pulled out some obscure verses from Ezekiel. And they said, now here's what our pastor should be doing. He's not paying enough attention to the church. And so the the district superintendent after they just went on this long rant, he just leaned over on the table and he looked them in the eye. They were right across the table from him, and he said, Oh, I wish I had more of these complaints. <laughs> yeah. And he went on to share with them a New Testament verse. And it comes from uh, a sermon that Jesus did. And he said, you know what I see in your pastor? He said, I see that he has this heart. And I hear what you're saying, but I see that he has this heart. And he read the story of the 99 and the 1. Now, sometimes people get mixed up. And he reminded them, you know, the 99 isn't people who left the church. The 99 isn't about swapping sheep. The 99 is not about people, the 99 is the people, excuse me, the people that are in the 99, it, it, it's, the one, excuse me, is not about the people who left the church. and The one is not about the swapping sheep. The one is not about people who are disgruntled or, or have a, a hurt past. Or, although that needs to be addressed, the one is the one who doesn't know Jesus. The one is the one who doesn't know Jesus. The one is the one who never had an opportunity. He's hanging on the edge. He's holding on. He doesn't know what in the world he's going to do or she's going to do. And she's there and she's hanging on for dear life. And that is the one that the shepherd is truly heartbroken over. Does that mean that nothing's good is happening back with the 99? No, good things are happening there. They know Jesus. They've been introduced to him. They know better than to do some of the things that may happen in the midst of that 99. But here's where Jesus's heart is. He says, you know what? I'm going after that one. When I, since I've been here and it's been hard in the midst of uh, COVID and pandemics and so forth and so on, I have that Oikos card that I gave you and I don't have it completely filled yet, but I have 10 names on there. And there are folks, one guy I met at McDonald's, there's another guy who cuts my hair, there's there's several other people that I've met in the highways and byways around here, and here's the idea that I just, I just being able to share just a glimpse of Jesus with them. Because they don't have a church that they belong to, they don't believe some of them that there even is a God. But if we're going to see this culture and this world change, it's going to happen as a church quits playing a game and starts going after the one. Amen? And I enjoy playing games. (laughs) And I think there's a time for that. There's a time to have... But our mission and our focus, it's singular. It's the lost one. So when you are brought into the church and you come and you feel the fellowship and you give your heart to Christ and, 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 and then you, the church's job is to equip you to begin to go out and do the same thing because we want to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. That's a part of what, who we are. And Paul here is reminding them, here's how it happens and he tells them in verse 12, he says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now and more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And basically what he's saying is, be humble. <laughs> be humble. For it is God, not, not you and not me and not anyone, it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill I am glad and rejoice with all of you, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. In the end, if you're playing a game with yourself, based on personal agendas, the whole body loses. In the end. And... I, I don't know any plan B. I love the church. I, I, I am thankful for this church and the potential and all the good that it has done and all the good that it will do in Jesus' name. Thankful for the churches that I've served over the years, 22 years in ministry. But this week, I resigned as your pastor. And the reason is simply this. I need time to heal I love Jesus still I'm thankful for the church you have an amazing staff and you have a wonderful board but I need time to heal so I'm going to be leaving the ministry at least for a season and in the midst of that time, I, uh, I'm i going to be seeking the Lord, loving Him. And there are some that uh, may want to know all the details, so I will know that, let you know this. First of all, there's been no moral issues or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, but our district leadership, they know the reasons as well as our board and staff. And that's, I'm telling you, you have good leadership trust in the God that will take you in the next step and just see me as the stepping stone to the next level the next level is going to be even better than where we're at we've gotten through COVID we've gotten through some tough political times we've gotten through a lot of concerns and maybe arguments and some drama and so forth uh let it be a stepping stone to your next best place. You are loved. It's been a privilege. Cliff, would you come and, and uh, close us in a word of prayer?
3: a unique, I'm in a unique position, being a board member, a new one, just the last couple of months, also a staff member. I can tell you the staff is, what's higher than 100%, 102, 110, 200%? The staff is 5,000% with our pastor. There are issues that have come up that we've tried to address with a very minority of people in this church who continue to be devastating and disastrous in their goals in this church. We are not here, I am not here, to name those individuals But soon our board will be taking action, deliberating the best way to honor people who are Christians, and, no doubt, very nice people, but they've been a destructive force. I will be out in the foyer. I will answer as many questions as possible. I will not name any individual at all. Don't expect that. We are, though, excited because God has a plan, not only for pastor, but for our staff in this church. We are not defeated. We shall rise. I'm excited to find out how pastor does in the future in this time of healing. And it is true needed healing. Again, I will be out there. I'd like to close in prayer now. And you are more than welcome to ask me as much as you can, but I will not name individuals. Please pray with me. Our Father, we know that you have plans for us. We know you have plans for this church. Father, we're asking now for the unity of this church to people to stand up to assist and do what the church needs. We are working for the individuals. That one person, Father, we have many programs. We have a phenomenal, great staff, and you know that. I ask you to bless this process and for us to really understand and move forward. This is a call for unity. Thank you Father. We love you in the name we pray. Amen. I will be in the back. Don't
1: come running to me. The lie even slipped through his eye too Pulled out by Jesus Christ You've been pushing a spiritual nothing